a question for you this evening. What reaction do you have to the birth of Jesus? How do you respond to God coming to us? Just a few moments ago, we had the McCann family read from um, Matthew chapter 2, the first 11 verses. I don't know if you noticed, but I want to point out to you, there were three responses that were given to the birth of Christ in those 11 verses. First of all, we see there was a king who was troubled in verse 3, King Herod. Scripture tells us he was disturbed. When Herod heard there was a new king in town, he began to realize that maybe his throne was going to be in jeopardy. And because he was troubled, and this is what's interesting, because of the trouble he felt, the Bible tells us in the text that all those around him were troubled as well. King Herod was very upset. I mean, he, so much so that he ordered the killing of all Jewish boys who were two years old and younger. He was afraid of a baby. King Herod, shortly after the slaughter of these innocent children, he died. So why was he so troubled with a child? You know, there are many today in the generation that we live who are also troubled with the birth of this Christ child. They see, they see one who wants to take control over their, over their lives and take away their selfish desires and how they want to do life. But they fail to grasp he, Jesus, is a savior and he's the answer to all mankind's sin. They see someone who wants to be the Lord of their lives but fail to see a loving companion who will give them uh, true peace in their life. They see one who requires the, that they follow him, that they become disciples of Jesus. And they, oh, and God forbid they have to take up a cross. But they fail to see the one who knows what's best for them and wants to lead them into an abundant life and a joyful life. But just as King Herod was troubled, watch this. There were religious leaders who were unresponsive to what was going on. We see that at least the king himself, he was wondering, where was this baby? Where was he to be born? But the Jewish leaders didn't care to have anything to do with this Christ child. They knew exactly where this Christ child was to be born. But they didn't want to go and see him. They knew the word of God. They knew what it said. But they didn't want to act upon the truth in faith. And I want you to listen closely. And I want you to go back and read the text of Matthew 2, verses 1 through 11. Understand this, we can know the Word of God, we can read the Word of God, we can hear the Word of God, and yet still live, live lives that are far from what God desires for us, amen? amen? And the reason being is just very simple. We're not totally committed to living as God wants us to live. It makes us pause for a moment. 
my prayer has always been that God would raise up a people that would be totally committed to him. Not to this church, not to a pastor, not to a doctrine or teaching, not to a set of rules, but sold out to Jesus. So much so that no roadblocks or distractions would keep them from diligently seeking him. Are you sold out for Jesus? Can we sit here this evening and worship God and know in our hearts that we're sold out for Jesus? The religious leaders in this passage had the greatest opportunity of their lives, but they did nothing. The scripture text reveals to us that they refused to go see this newborn baby, the future king of the Jews. The chief priests and the teachers knew all about him. They knew about the Messiah. And they gave the details to these strangers, the magi. Yet they stayed away. I wonder how many things in my life have I missed because I chose to stay away. Never allow your schedule and the domination of the irrelevant um, rule that rules your life so that you forget to spend time taking care of those things that are truly important in life. Your relationship with God, first and foremost. Your family. And most of all, encouraging one another. Many today will celebrate Christmas without any mention or thought of Jesus Christ. Many schools forbid this truth to be even shared. And Christmas Day, for many, will be a time of watching television and eating. And although many churches will have Christmas Eve services as we're having tonight, understand this. They will not see the sanctuary packed full. Full with people. As King Herod was troubled and religious leaders were unresponsive, watch this, there were wise men who traveled afar to worship him. And we see this, I believe, in verse 11. They did not come to say, hey, we are kings from a distant land, and we want you to notice that we're here. The Bible says that they bowed down and they worshipped him. And understand this, Jesus at this time, at their arrival, was a toddler. He was about two or three years old. And they were bowing down to him and worshipping him, a child. They knew who Jesus was. And they worshipped him as a king. They brought him gifts. With, and these gifts had great implications. Gold. A gift for a king. Represents deity. He was, he was God's, God's son. son. Then, then frankincense, frankincense. A gift for a priest. Represents purity and holiness. This, this was used for, for worship time. Then the, the gift of myrrh. This was a gift for a prophet. This was an oil used from embalming and, and representing Jesus' coming sacrificial death. 
those who worship and love Jesus will respond with praise and thanksgiving. They will respond with singing that comes from their heart. Question, how would you rate your singing and your worship praise this evening? And then those who pray, their prayers will be covered with much thanksgiving. Is your heart filled with thanksgiving this evening? If not, why not? Those who worship and love Jesus will give of their abundant resources. And they'll do it cheerfully and generously. And when they worship, it will be from a meaningful heart and soul. What's most on your mind this evening? I'm not going to say nothing to you, Tom. You're okay. Did you come to worship Christ? Amen? But understand this. You can respond to this message that we have in our text in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and be troubled like King Herod. You can respond to the message and be unresponsive to it as were the religious leaders, as we see in our text. Or you can respond not only to the passages before us, but to the messages given tonight and go deeper in your worship as did the wise men. Which is your response? How will you react to the birth of Jesus this year? You know, we live, we live in a world of lists, right? Grocery list. Sheila was, Sheila was giving me one today via text. Honeydew list. I haven't looked at that one yet. We get the top ten list as well, right? And at Christmas time, what do we do? We hand out our wish lists, right? Did you know in the Bible there is a pastoral prayer list for this congregation. As I close, what I want to do, I want to share with you not my Christmas wish list, but my remaining 2021-2022 prayer list for First Baptist Church. And this prayer list, pastoral prayer list, is found in 3 John, verse 2. It says, Dear friend, I pray that you enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. I'll repeat that. 3 John, verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. My first prayer for those present tonight, First Baptist Church, Wallingford, is that you prosper. I'm not a prosperity preacher at all, but I do believe in God's blessings for those who serve him obediently. My prayer for you is that God's favor rest upon your lives in the remaining time that we have in 2021 and for the year of 2022.
I pray that God will, will open the doors for you that no one else can shut. I pray that there will be opportunities in your life for success. I pray that you, you get that raise. Or that you receive something special, that wow, in maybe your finances. That God will bless you and bless your family. I pray that the windows of heaven will open up and just pour, God's heaven will pour himself out upon your life. I pray that you're blessed in your relationships. And I pray that your marriages, in, especially the marriages in this church, remain strong. And that there will be peace and joy in your homes. I pray that those who may still be single, that the Lord will be, be your guide in your relationships in this coming year. That God will be next to you, guiding you, leading you in all your relationships. And I pray in all the decisions, you will be guided by the Holy Spirit. And may the Word of God give you wisdom and boldness. And in that short passage, I pray that you be in good health. The next prayer is that the church family be blessed physically. I pray over everyone, everyone that has an upcoming checkup, that the doctor's report will be great. I pray over every CAT scan, MRI, or ultrasound that they show up normal. I pray that any tests for any concerns in your life, whether it be for cancer or other diseases, will be negative. I pray for your bones to be strong. I pray against pains, against viruses coming against your homes. And then third, and here's the most important pastoral prayer, that your soul continues to prosper. I pray that you reach a new spiritual level this coming year in 2022. My prayer is that each one of you would win souls for Christ. Give generously to the kingdom of God. And that God uses your talents and your gifts to be a blessing for his kingdom. I pray that you overcome your temptations that you face in this coming year. And that you walk in the spirit instead of in the flesh. I pray that you get the opportunities to share the gospel. I pray that you get the opportunities to preach the gospel. To teach and minister in song. And to use every opportunity given you for all his glory. Amen. My prayer is that First Baptist Church experiences a great revival. That we see miracles people being delivered from addictions, and that uh, this church grows beyond all measure spiritually. Because when we do, we grow in number. I pray that everyone will stay in the word. That you pray for this congregation, its leaders, 
and that you move into a greater worship and keep your hearts and lives pleasing to God. And I pray that you're bound for heaven. If the rapture occurs this coming year, I pray that no one is left behind. I pray for your salvation. My prayer is that no obstacle will keep you from serving God. Nothing. No giant will be too big, no mountain will be too big, and no enemy will be too strong for you to overcome. Prosper, be good in health, and may your soul continue to prosper. But notice, I want you to understand this most importantly, it all hinges on your soul prospering. All of it does. If you are not spiritually right, it will affect your physical well-being. It will affect your financial well-being. It will affect your relationships with others. I promise you, you get right with God, you will get right with everything else. You seek him first, you take, and he will take care of your life. The battle belongs to the Lord, amen? amen? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Everything you need to do life, for life, he's planned for you. This is my 2021-2022 prayer list for First Baptist Church. Remember, remember, church, remember, believers, it's not about you. It's not about your comfort. It's not about your joy. It's not about your commitment. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Keep that as your focus. First Baptist Church is all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Can I